Greetings brothers and sisters, this is 2014 and there's a movie in the theaters titled Dear White People. There's a movie in the theaters titled Dear White People. Although the movie is satirical, it's getting rave reviews, but I'm only mentioning it in the context that I was already working on today's lesson because of the sensitivity of the issue for me, not only as an African American, but also as a pastor. This is an issue that has plagued our country and our people for a long time. Today's lesson is especially difficult for me, but a necessary lesson because I grew up in the 60s and in the 70s when television news was constantly focused on showing news stories where black people were getting lynched because of the color of our skin. We were being incarcerated because of the lies that white people told. We had water hoses and dogs turned on us just because we were trying to go to school and get an education. And our leaders were assassinated just because we were trying to stand up for both our civil rights and our human rights. I'm Pastor Keith, and today's episode of A Pastor's Passion is a history lesson about white hatred and black hope. Again, today's episode is a history lesson about white hatred and black hope. I'll start this lesson at the place where whites want most people to believe they started this lifelong quest to conquer, which is in the 1400s. But the reality is it began long before that. In the 1400s, whites from abroad came here to America, claiming they discovered it, but the natives already lived here. And rather than leaving the natives alone, or even helping them grow as a people, so that the two cultures could find a way to live together in this vast land, white hatred, greed, and selfishness caused them to set out on a path to destroy the natives with methods including things such as guns and alcohol. Such destruction is how white people have worked diligently to destroy entire generations of black people with things such as segregation and lynching and, and guns and drugs and alcohol and threats and even incarceration. Today's episode is a history lesson and I could talk for days about the continued false claims of more discovery in the 1500s or even the exploitation of the native people by forced colonization in the 1600s or I could talk about how when the natives refused to assimilate, that whites decided to swindle those who fell for it and kill those who didn't. Today's episode is a history lesson about white hatred and black hope. As an African American male, I could talk about how difficult it is living in this country knowing that whites took us from our native land just to come here to do the work that they were unwilling to learn 
or too lazy to do. I could discuss how Africa today is experiencing the same greed and selfishness unleashed on America centuries ago. Such greed and selfishness included white people passing laws to keep black people from learning how to read because knowledge is revelation and God's truth always sets us free. White people will never know what it's like to get behind the wheel of a car realizing that one of you could be waiting for us up the block just to pull us over because we're black. White people will never know how truly dangerous it is for you to have a badge on your chest, a gun in your holster, and hatred in your heart. White people pass laws to keep black people from getting loans. And they did so to keep us from learning and studying about economics and equity so that we could rise above the financial pit that they put us in through centuries of slavery. White people pass laws to keep black people from owning homes, to keep us living in poverty, inside housing projects, inside ghettos that they themselves created to keep us down. White people closed doors and prevented access to any resources that would help us at all. And such hateful tactics were forced upon black people for centuries. White people passed laws to keep black people from voting so that we would never really learn the truth behind what they actually do inside the government. White people created viruses intended to kill off black people, not realizing that God's purpose to elevate us is far greater than white people's plan to eliminate us. White people have stolen an innumerable number of patents for products that black people created, all in the name of greed and selfishness. White people have taken black ideas and created entire industries that benefited only themselves. White hatred raped black women, tortured, sold, enslaved, segregated, and separated entire generations of black families. They even lynched entire generations of black people, most likely without repentance, thinking or believing that someday they would not have to face or own up to the destruction that their hatred has caused. White people still work hard to keep black people incarcerated, undereducated, and impoverished, all in the name of hatred, greed, and selfishness. White hatred uses a system where only they can determine what evidence can be brought into a case. They control the lawyers, and deals about people's lives are still made in the back rooms in secret. They use the system as another tool to try and keep black people in check. But in today's episode, I'm 
here to tell you that if it wasn't for the forgiveness found in Black Hope, white people would have been on trial a long time ago. Black people picked cotton and sang songs that we couldn't even read the words to because we found the pathway to hope through forgiveness and fellowship. And it was through that process that we not only discovered who we are, but whose we are. White people still openly kill black people, thinking that it's okay because their white hatred says that they will be protected through their system. But part of the hope that black people have is that many white people who were afraid to march in the 60s are now fed up because they're seeing that this battle has not only been about civil rights, but it's also about human rights. People like Abe Lincoln and Dr. King and many of the Kennedys made some white people realize that the resilience of black people threatens white hatred. For example, the white response to the black push for civil rights was to deliver drugs and guns and alcohol to black communities. And their purpose was very simple, to try and make black people commit genocide on ourselves. White people thought that if they could keep black people intoxicated and armed, that it would divert our anger for them onto each other. White people rebelled and fought against the freeing of black people from slavery by creating cell blocks and cages and cuffs, calling it prison, when the reality is it was just another way to keep black people in chains. White people have molested their own children from within the priesthood and continue to hide behind religious autonomy. But the truth is finally coming to the surface about how evil some of these people truly can be. White people swindle their own banks, companies, government, and even each other out of billions of dollars, all in the name of greed and selfishness. But white hatred is getting weaker, and black hope is getting stronger. It started in the 1960s when civil rights kicked into high gear. Things began to backfire on white hatred. White women started openly marrying black men. I find that quite amazing since just 40 years ago, black men were lynched for even looking at white women. In the 1970s, things further backfired on white hatred. White kids started listening to and promoting black music. They began to learn the slang that black people used to speak to each other, and then they began associating with black people. Again, I find all these things amazing, because just 40 years ago, white people were prohibited from associating with black people 
because of the laws that they created to keep us all segregated. Historically, white people have killed what they could not control. And if they could not kill it, they would find ways to profit from it. In the 1980s and the 1990s, things further backfired on white hatred because the drugs that whites designed to destroy black people began affecting their own kids. Again, things in the 1980s and 1990s began to backfire on white hatred when the drugs that were designed to kill black people began affecting white kids. White kids started mixing those drugs with toxic chemicals that they found under their own kitchen and bathroom sinks. This caused an epidemic that white people did not see coming and definitely could never have imagined. And true to form, this new mutated drug was something that white people could not stop or control so they found ways to profit from it. At the turn of the century, white people began removing boundaries and censorship from the fallacy and fantasy that they designed and created in the form of video games and movies. But white people never anticipated that their own kids would start emulating the mass killing and destruction that they were being fed through these uncensored mediums. There's an old adage that says what goes around comes around and today's episode is a lesson about white hatred and black hope. See what white people don't yet and possibly cannot understand about blacks is that our hope is rooted and grounded in righteousness and no matter what white people try to do to claim it or colonize it, hope is something that white people cannot take away from black people. Dear white people, black people stand on a platform called faith. We practice a principle called forgiveness and our reward for doing so is called salvation. The biggest mistake that white people made during these centuries of oppression was letting black people get our hands on the Bible. I mentioned earlier that white people passed laws to keep black people from learning how to read. The biggest mistake white people made was in letting black people get our hands on the Bible because in its pages is where we found our help and our hope, our healing and our history. Black people discovered the real truth contained in the 66 books and 1189 chapters within the canonical text of the Bible. Again, white people pass laws to keep us from learning how to read it, and the real truth that we found in its pages set us free long before Abe did. Dear white people, here's some reality for you. While you practice hatred, black people practice hope. While you practice greed, we focus on God. While you focus on being selfish, we focus on salvation. Black people don't care one bit 
about white people still claiming that they discovered and colonized lands on this earth. Because black people have discovered that this world is not our home. Black people learned how to ignore the things that have been done to us and things that are behind us so that we could press forward toward the mark of the high calling because we know that God is waiting there with open arms to tell us that our labor and our pain has not been in vain. While white people were focusing on discovering more land to claim and colonize, black people were focusing on ways to replace our sorrow with strength. While white people were discovering more ways to try and kill us, black people discovered that you can kill our body, but you cannot touch our soul. While white people were discovering and coming up with new ways to keep black people from learning and earning, blacks discovered the God who owns cattle on a thousand hills. White people, in their greed and hatred, who have inflicted the kind of pain and destruction on black people that we've experienced and endured, never anticipated that there would one day be more saved people in the world than there are selfish people, and that there would one day be more hopeful people than there are people that hate. I didn't teach this lesson to make you or anyone else uncomfortable. I taught this lesson to inform you and to educate you about the fact that white hatred is in total contrast to black hope. Black people live our lives in a state of unspoken discomfort because we are still today in 2014 continuing to be oppressed by white hatred. Even black people that have made lots of money still live with and cannot escape and still cry releasing silent tears because of the reality of the centuries of pain that white hatred has caused and still causes black people. Dear white people, I taught this lesson to let you know that with a heart for and a foundation of forgiveness that you too can heal from white hatred through black hope. Historically, White people have laid claim to and conquered what they did not create and could not control. And white people are just now learning what black people knew all along. While white people focused and spent time on being conquerors, blacks focused on learning that we are more than conquerors. White people use power to cause harm Black people use power to bring healing. Whites have a history of being greedy and hateful and selfish, but that does not mean they cannot change. God has changed the hearts of pharaohs and kings and rulers and even presidents, and God can do the exact same for the hearts of white people that have hatred for black people. Here's a reality check. White hatred is the reason that black hope is where it is today. Let me say that again. White hatred is the reason that black hope is where it is today. 
White hatred kept black people in chains and in cotton fields, but black hope kept us confident in our conditions. Black hope keeps black people singing and saying that no matter what white hatred has done or continues to do to us, no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. Black people came to America in chains, but when we got here, we found the God who set us free. God is the reason for every season, and He has ordered and ordained that every season has to change. White hatred lasted for a season, but it is time for that season to change. The season of greed and selfishness that's on the way out, and it will usher in and make way for God and salvation. Greed and selfishness is on the way out, and God and salvation is being ushered in. Dear white people, the only way to stop seeing color and hating the color that you see is to open your heart for change. God himself still heals hearts and he still gives hope. No amount of reparations could ever repair the damage, the hurt, the pain, and the destruction that white hatred caused black people. It would take a whole lot more than just the promise of 40 acres and a mule. But the place for white people to start to make a change is by first repenting to God and then by apologizing to black people. But even then, it has to come from your heart. Dear black people, let me caution you not to take on the hatred that has been inflicted upon us because it will consume you. The Bible says don't repay evil with evil, but instead Repay the evil that people do unto you by doing good unto them. It may not be easy considering all that we've been through as a people, but I know personally from numerous experiences that it is both humanly possible and it is certainly eternally worth it. Dear black people, do not let white hatred keep you out of heaven or keep you from hoping to get there. I pray that you let God's Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide in your life and in your heart. Father God in heaven, thank you for yet another lesson that you have inspired and allowed me to teach. And I praise you for the many eyes and ears that this lesson is destined to reach. I'm Pastor Keith. Thank you for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you, and may he keep you today and always. In Jesus' name, amen.